you can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up cause of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in, I'm never boxed in. When you see me in my when I'm in my zone, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm unknown to the world that's full of was happening. Happy 713 day, everybody. Welcome to the show, gentlemen's talk. I am your man, Mr. GQ. Happy 713 Day, everybody. I am your boy DJ Micah B. Let's get to it. So you gotta work harder times two. Gotta make it do what you do. With the limited sources you have, your dream is still a fine motivation in you and inspire the All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hey. Season two, we still going with a banger. Hey. Man. Mr. 713, man, what's happening over there? Man, you already know, dog. It's 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 a beautiful day in Texas. 713 day Houston day man hey I'm hey I'm 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 excited I've been excited all weekend for this one uh yeah man let's uh you know what let's get these shots up man you yep. already know oh, hey. yeah let's get these shots hey cheers to you cheers proper 12 for the people at home wondering that's what we got shout out Connor McGregor oh yeah Sir. let's let's keep this energy going from this yep. interview man yep. oh First and foremost, shout outs to London, man. Yeah. Wow. Did not expect that interview to go like that. Yeah. Like from from the jump. Yeah. Interview was absolutely perfect. Energy was on an all time high. The the vibes, the networking, the knowledge being dropped. Yeah. Everything there was just perfect. That, to be, that's, to be that's, cliche, it was perfect. That, that's really what it is, man. He he's uh his energy. You know, you get some bad vibes and stuff. London's energy is always positive. I could be having the worst day, and I see London call my phone. Big smile come across my face because I know I'm about to have a good conversation. Talk about infectious. Yeah. You know what the best part about that whole interview was? We didn't get kicked out like the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished that mug right on time. <laughs> Sorry, Jew. <laughs> and we was able to get the perfect ending, which yeah. is hard to do when you know you got it, when you're dealing with a time limit per se. Yeah, and but hashtag choose to ascend. Yes, sir. Choose to ascend. So let's keep the theme with this 713 day, man. Yes, we, sir. We let's get it. We talked about this in the production meeting. So we got a little something for y'all from yeah. our Houstonians out there. So we came up with our respective top five Houston rappers. Oh, man. So DJ Micah B, I'm going to let you kick this thing off and I'm going to follow up. Okay. So. Real quick, uh, at the time, whenever I was coming up with my list, I didn't remember if we said Texas or Houston. So I just want to put it out there real quick. I did not know Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice was from Texas. I had no idea. Did you know that he performed at Bicentennial Park? I did. I did. Yes. Yes. Here's another one. Nelly is from Austin, and I had no idea. Blew my mind. Talking about like like country grandma? Yes, country grandma Nelly. Down, down, baby. Yeah, but, yeah. But he be claiming St. Louis though. Because he, I mean, he basically grew up in St. Louis, but he he was born and raised in Texas for like the first, I think, like twelve years or something. Wow. Yeah, he's he's he was a, a pee wee legend out here for football. It's crazy in Austin. Yeah. Oh, so it, what we saw on Longest Yard wasn't just no, that's here, true. No. Yeah. Okay, he was like that. Yeah, he was definitely like that. Okay. Right. Um. Okay, so. I left my paper at home, but I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go. I remember the five I picked. I don't remember what order I picked them in. So, ranking them right off the top of my head, out of the five I got, number five I put White Chocolate himself, Mr. Paul Wall. Um, I don't think this one needs to be explained. <laughs> First of all, uh, yeah, I don't think this needs to be explained. So I'm gonna just keep it pushing. Number four. 
Somebody out there is going to kill me for this because they're going to say he's ranked too low and I don't care. I got the most city done. Zero. Okay. All the way at four. Yes. Yes, I do. Because of the next three. Number three, I'm going with Don Key, my personal favorite Houston rapper. Number two, I'm going with the ghetto boy, Scarface. And number, no, it's not Slim Thug. I know somebody out there is like, how does he not have Slim Thug? And look, it's only five spots, man. So, and of course, number one, I'm going with the June 27 legend himself, the the the, the bar baby, just the 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 voice of Houston, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, he's he's like everybody imitates his style. I'm going number one. I'm going Big Mo. That's like Mr. London said. Impact is a big thing. Everybody got in their mirror and was like, yeah. Everybody think they could, hey. I mean, you hear zero now. Zero, zero still imitates the style. When I load my AK, you know, hey. So Don't think I won't spread. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's censored version. <laughs> our, our, um, our list is similar. Okay. We got a couple of the same names. Um, it's funny. We talked about influence. So you went with a, with a massive influence in, in Houston, and I yeah. went with an influence that was just as big, if not bigger. Okay. And I went with DJ Screw. Right. That and, was, and that was hard because I'm like, is he truly a rapper? That, like, that's the only reason why I'm Screw like, did not make my list. But I'm like, ah, I was like, you know what? I might get in trouble for it, but I'm going to do it. No, nah, you don't um, get in trouble I went, for it. After that, these are in no particular order for me. I, there was, for me, there was just no way to rank them. So yeah. I just left it like it is. I, I did go with Slim Thug. Okay. I mean, we also know Slim Thug does have his own official day in Houston. Yeah. Of course, I went with Lil Kiki, one of my, mm-hmm. my all time favorites. I was I had the pleasure of watching one of his music music video shoots when he shot a video over there in uh, Southwest Houston. Okay, I thought that was just dope to see. Of course, I've got Scarface on this list. You, you, you got to if you have a top five Houston rappers list and Scarface is not on it, shoot yourself, kill yourself. <laughs> um, and of course, I have zero. Yeah, you got you you have to. We were talking to. about this during the interview. Like to this day, when we turn fifty. When Slow, play, loud, and banging, all in my trunk. Trunk full of funk. I, I ain't, ain't never been, been a punk. punk. You know, we gonna be in our 50s, and the kids gonna be like, what the hell is it? Hey, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's our top five, respectively. So No Big Mo. I'm surprised. I it, thought... Well, it was because because I put DJ, DJ okay. Screw, I, I couldn't put Big Mo over, and, I, and of course, first of all, I love Big Mo. Like, you know, but like you said, there's only five spots. So, that's... My honorable mention at six, and it's not Slim Thug, bless you. Uh, some people are going to be shocked by this because he's kind of, he's not less known, but he has a big influence around Texas. And I, my number six would have been ESG. Man, and I had, see, ESG was number seven because I had Paul Wall at number six. Yeah, see, I, I had Paul Wall at five. Was, ESG was, I wanted to, I was like, man, but ESG too, I was like. Man, and then like mm. I was thinking about, you know, I'm talking, and we were talking about this last week. I was like, man, like my dad would have said, like Devin the dude, yeah, yeah, said Scarface, yeah, like you know, and I, like as I, I know how my dad, you know, it's a personal top five, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. So there's no, there's no wrong top five, yeah, but your list gotta have at least zero your list gotta have Scarface and zero because else you just don't know what you're like, talking about. If, if you don't have zero and Scarface, I would like to hear your five and why you don't have zero and Scarface in that particular five. Twenty two albums, only, dog. Because if you only stick to mainstream Houston artists, you don't truly understand Houston yeah. rap. I'm just gonna be honest with you. No disrespect to Chameleon there. or, or Mike just, Jones for that matter. But yeah, no disrespect to Chameleon there. I just think I just think Chameleon there 
Chameleon's influence Houston wise isn't as big as his as his influence uh nationally because you know he had the uh riding dirty mm-hmm. you know and uh, uh what was the other one uh there's so much drama in the industry hip I can't oh hip hop police yeah things like that so um yeah he had I, um was it with Sean on yep yep yeah. I'm gonna show you how to get your shine on. And then they did the remix of that one for the Astros when they lost to the White Sox and they got swept. Yeah. Yeah. Not your Red Sox, though. That's all that matters to me. Hey, I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. My Red Sox are doing exactly what we got to do. We My split, Astros we, are doing exactly hey, what they got to do, too. We split the series with the Yankees. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, we don't. Re- we rarely talk baseball on here, but you know, uh, Astros got five All-Stars. Hey, I'm just so what? Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't ask. <laughs> all right. We'll see you on the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll beat y'all again, like last year. Anyway, uh, anyway. Let's, let's let's go. All right, so what you got for me? <laughs> uh, well, you said we wanted to. You, you talked about us wanting to talk about um, Rudy Gobert and his yeah. contract. So let's let's uh, let's let's jump on into our NBA stuff here a little bit. Okay, actually, and I have some stuff too. So yeah, there you go. So let's let's get started with Rudy Gobert, and then I'll I'll get queued up. You know what I have? After okay. The fact. So uh, Rudy Gobert traded Minnesota Timberwolves. Number one, let's talk about this term legend. Yeah. Somebody on online said he leaves Utah as a legend. Legend is such a strong word, dude. It's a yeah. Do you think do I'm gonna just come out right out and ask you, do you think Rudy Gobert is a legend? If I mean if we're judging him based solely off of like defensive players of the year awards, I mean he's won quite a few. Yeah, he's tied for the second most all time. And I'm like, all right, I guess I can rock with that. But I'm like, I guess, I mean, because you look, you in, when we talk about the Utah Jazz, of course, we think about Carl Malone, John Stockton. Mm-hmm. Anybody else come to mind? Darren Williams. Okay, so there's three. So, I mean. Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. First of all, so, that, that so, Utah Jazz team was really good. They got to to a conference finals, too, with uh, Andre Kirilenko. AK was a beast, man. He's underrated all time. Um but so with all the names you named, would you put Rudy Gobert in your list as far as quote unquote legends is concerned? Well, let's let's look because he's currently still playing. So can he be considered a? Hey, well, he's not playing for the Jazz, so we can close the book on on, on whether he's a Jazz legend or not. Um, I'll say this: to me, a legend would be if I just had to put it in a. I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for here. If I just if I just had to put it in, if I had to put an explanation on it, you have to be a top five player for that franchise all time. Is without if I had to define it, is Rudy Gobert a top five player all time for the Utah Jazz? If anything, he, I damn near want to say yes. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I mean, at worst, he would be number five. Right. I'm. I mean, at at worst. Yeah. I. The argument can be made at best. You might be able to make the argument for three. Yeah. Yeah. You read my mind. Like the argument can be made for three because for sure, John Stockton and Carl Malone are one and two. Which whichever way you want to put it. And I think if you go look at career numbers, I mean, yeah, Boozer is probably played longer. Which I think he's. Shit, I think he just re-retired not too too long ago. But I still think when they when their careers are done, Rudy will end up with better overall numbers. Well, just judging off of, just judging off of his resume already with the Jazz, I'll, look, I'm going to say John Stockton, Carl Malone, 
uh, Darren Williams, Spider, for those of you that don't know, is Donovan Mitchell. And, wow, I might really take Rudy Gobert at five because... Do you think when it's all said and done that Spider Mitchell will be somebody you put above Rudy Gobert or above a Carlos Boozer or above a Darren Williams, given I, his current trajectory? I think he could, but it depends on how it depends on if he's still in a Utah Jazz uniform past this season. Rolling True. right into yeah. what I said I was gonna talk about mm-hmm. when I say, you know what, I'm gonna save it for the podcast. What do you think is the best situation for Donovan Mitchell if Utah decides to trade him? South Beach. Everybody is South Beach for the best option. Well, Actually, no, well I mean, like, because we had this conversation yeah. before, and it's because you can have, you can have move, you can either keep Lowry at the one, have Mitchell playing the two, you can move Butler down to the three. That was my main thought process right. behind it. Um, a couple of other fits, realistic fits. I think he would fit well with Los Angeles if they could find a way to get rid of Russ. Which I, think I was about to say difficult. which Los Angeles team, but okay, the Lakers, not no. the Clippers. Um, I could also see, um, I could see Brooklyn actually, if if KD stayed. But it looks like KD wants out, and he's linked. To, he's being linked back to the Warriors now. So we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, Surprisingly, I think the best place for KD to end up is South Beach. But um, yeah, I. I uh, yeah. I think uh I'm I I'm not gonna lie. I really believe this. Um I think Donovan Mitchell's best fit is South Beach, but I think where he's going to end up, damn it, Barry, I think he's going to Don't end up New in York. New York. Oh, I God. do. I think he's gonna end up in New York, Nick. Because number one, New York has the draft picks. They have the capital to acquire, and he's from New York area. But they don't want to give up like an R.J. Barrett or anything like that. So, like, what is, what is Utah going to ask for? Um, I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna ask for they're gonna ask for draft assets. So, because I mean, they didn't really give up anything other than Rudy Gobert to, and they got draft picks in return. I think uh, Utah is trying to hit the reset button, which is Dumb. cool because no, I think it's cool because I think well. You At least me you can't build around Donovan. No, Mitchell? you can build around Donovan Mitchell. You definitely can build around Donovan Mitchell. But after trading Rudy Gobert and making the intentions clear, Donovan and Quinn Snyder gone. Um, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to want to stick around for a rebuild. So, uh, fair enough. I think I, I think you almost have to trade him. I'm not. I would like to see him in Washington with with Bradley Beal. That would be pretty I think, dope. I think that could be a really. I think that combination along with Kyle Kuzma that actually is not. Yeah. A, it's not a bad situation. It's, it'll be better than what Russ was with Bradley Beal, and Russ with Bradley Beal was pretty pretty lethal. It was whenever Russ was consistently making shots. Yeah, well, um, that's another another topic for yeah. another day. <laughs> so, of course, you know we got all this drama with the Brooklyn Nets. They're yeah. um, they're prepared to keep both Kyrie and KD. They're also Kyrie comes out and says that he would like to stay with the Nets, which. He, I don't know what Kyrie is doing. At He's this a point. flat earther. That's exactly what is going on here. He's like, a flat earther. There's nothing else to be said about like, Kyrie. He's being linked to the Lakers. He's like, oh, I'll stay with Brooklyn. So what? What the hell is you and Ben Simmons about to do? Together? I think okay. So because the the Nets are kind of like home for Kyrie. Yeah. Because uh, so I think he's more of the mindset as in if you can't trade me to L.A. 
I'm going to stay here because I don't. The only way I'm leaving is if I go to LA. I think, and if you do that, I think you have to consider moving Ben Simmons down to the four. You you have because to. you can't. I can't. Exp- I I don't. I don't want to move Kyrie to the two. Because I think Kyrie is better as a one, as far as shooting goes. Of course. So I'd rather him be the one. And since Ben Simmons, you know he's not going to shoot. Go ahead and put him down low. Or make him the three. Ben Ben ain't gonna want to do that though. See, that's Ben. Ben ain't got much of a choice. I mean, he, he, he as, could just as, sit as, his ass on the. Yeah, bench I was like about to say, as long as the CBA still is what it is, he could just yeah. decide to sit the but, hell out. But, but I'm I would be look, considering trying to move Ben Simmons into the post because clearly, as a as a point guard, you're not trying to score. Yeah, it's cool to be a distributor, but even Steve Nash tried to score. Well, Steve Nash should actually shoot the ball. But I'm saying, like, like most point guards, even if they did average 10 or more assists, tried to shoot. Ben Simmons is avoiding shooting at all costs. And yeah, defenses yeah. have picked up on that, and it's making it's making the offensive scheme predictable. Hell, even Giannis will pop out and shoot a three. He yeah. does not care. Because at that point, what's the difference in letting Ben Simmons bring the ball up and defensively? I just back the fuck up. I don't even put nobody on him. You're right. Um, like they would do, like treat him how they treated Russ last year in LA. If he's at the three point line, shoot it. Yeah, shoot it. Yeah. What you gonna shoot it? If Ben Simmons beats me behind shooting four or five threes and making three, then you know I deserve to lose. You know, like when they dared Russ to shoot and he was still shooting air balls. It was like, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily know how Ben Simmons will fit with Kyrie, especially if KD gets traded. Um, but I personally felt like they should have just ran it back. They should just with, run it back. With with every if if everyone's healthy, to include Joe Harris, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, Kyrie, KD, uh, Nicholas Claxton, uh, Patty Mills, who I think he just signed. He right? did. Patty yeah. Mills signed to stay. Why not? Why not run it back? I don't. I don't necessarily know what Kevin Durant is hoping to accomplish by trying to leave Brooklyn. I don't. Th- I don't unless he goes to Miami or unless he ends up in Phoenix with Devin Booker. There's no other place where you're going to have a better chance. See, I don't entirely like the fit with him in Miami because I feel like we may have to give up too much. Yeah, you're going to have to give up Bam, which sucks. I think it's going to be no. Given what Brooklyn quote unquote wants, it's more than just Bam. We will be giving up. Listen, if you're talking to me about 26, 25, 26 year old Kevin Durant, that's one thing. We're talking about 32, 33, 34 year old Kevin Durant now. I don't think Kevin Durant's going to play five years from now. I don't know if he's, his body's going to hold up. Is that 39, 38? Yeah. Like, I don't think his body is going to hold up that long. I I think his body will hold up. Do you think he'll I don't play think, as long as LeBron has been playing? Hell no. That's what I, I'm getting at. I, so I, I, think, I think his body will hold up, but he's going to get tired of just playing basketball. Yeah. Is what I, I think his mentality won't be there. He's in what, year 13? Yeah, so like I feel like... What, what he got drafted? Oh seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fifteen, fifteen. Wow, You're fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Like, come on now. Um, I just I feel like his body will hold up because he's never been a player to rely on his his athleticism. But I also believe that his ment his mental won't hold up because I just feel like he's just he's Kevin Durant just plays basketball now just because he likes to play basketball. When basketball does comes along and it's not the most important thing in his life 
he's just going to stop playing. I just he I feel like sometimes he just does it because that's what he's not what he's been known to do his whole life is hoop, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? If if that if hooping is your life, hooping is your life. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they got people like here on the street. They go play basketball every day for free. Absolutely. For free. They like, will call into work to go hoop with their friends for like, free. Oh, you mean like we used to? I wasn't calling into work, but No, I wasn't doing that. Yeah, we yeah, was yeah. definitely hooping though. Yeah, we was hooping. So live. I mean, just could he play another five years? Yes. Will he be an elite player at the age of 38? Uh, no. Will he be a very good player? Yes, because a shooter is a shooter. Yeah. I mean, look, really, Ray Allen. He, he's Ray he's Allen, very skilled. Ray Allen in his advanced age yeah, was he's, he's, still lethal. Kevin Durant is still very like, skilled. So like We're talking about shooters. Mike Miller, even in his advanced age, was still lethal. Yeah. Like, he, shooters, shoot, like you said, shooters are shooters. I mean, like, Kevin Durant is the player that you turn... 2K on and create a player in my career mode and or my player mode, whatever, whichever it is on. I think my career is Madden, but I don't know. Uh, you turn it on, you play my player and you create a player, you're going to create somebody like Kevin Durant with some more muscle, with some more, of course, with some more muscle, but six eleven, more like Giannis with a shot. Yeah, I would create, but, but before Giannis came along, Kevin Durant was the the, the guy you would make on a on, on a uh. Made up, you know what I'm saying? I'm creating Giannis with Kevin Durant's shot. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's. Could he still be playing? He could. Will he still be top five on the planet? No, the young guns are coming. Um, so, I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a it's. His at the Brooklyn Nets asking price isn't adding up. With Kevin Durant's age. No. And unless he takes a pay cut. I mean, Phoenix is obviously going to have to give up DeAndre Ayton if he goes to Phoenix. Obviously. Yeah, so now you're talking about just, you know, DeAndre Ayton and he be gone. So now you got Devin Booker, CP3, and Durant. Durant, You're going to give up all of your draft picks. And you're probably going to have to come off of one of your wings. You're gonna have to well, come off. Of, you're gonna have to come off uh, Cam. And see, ah, man, that'd be hard. But you're gonna you're gonna have to. But you're gonna have to. But then, where are you filling the roster? You know, like, are you hoping for some some G leaguers? Are you hoping for some veteran exceptions, some buyouts? Like, what do you? I mean, but I mean, hey, that's not for us to decide. That's yeah, for the organization yeah, because not not Devin Booker is on a max deal. Oh yeah, so, he well, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, not 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 Devin Devin Booker's on a max deal, so it's it, you gotta it'll be also hard. make sure you've got the cap space. Yeah, that's because what I'm saying. Kevin Durant's got hard. still what four years, four years on his contract? Four years, what, 90 plus? Yep. So ugh. It's a heavy yeah. contract. So let's make this good old transition. We've been we've been we're gonna continue this trend of our uh our fantasy conversation. Oh now. bet. So we're gonna get into our uh, top ten fantasy tight ends now. Okay. And uh by the way, uh, I had a and a friend of mine uh, showed this to me. I I did find the uh, defensive rate rankings, so we will Ooh. do. I will do defensive rankings next week. Um, so by all means, find your utilize your source accordingly. And okay, we're gonna get that knocked out for y'all for my fantasy folk. And then we'll roll right back into quarterbacks, and we'll go through ten through. I'm sorry, eleven through twenty. Um, starting next week. I mean, starting the week after next. Excuse me. Okay. So um, 
going into our tight ends, uh, I guess I'll get it started. All right. So with number 10, you had Dawson Knox from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Number nine, we had Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. Number eight, you had Zach Ertz. Number seven, TJ Hawkinson. Number six, George Kittle. Number five, Darren Waller. Number four, Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Number three, Kyle Pitts. Number two, Mark Andrews. And number one, Travis Kelsey. No surprise there at number one. Um, I mean, the argument can be made for Mark Andrews at one, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. especially in fantasy. Like, are you kidding me? I think I think uh, one, two, and three are pretty much solidified across the board wherever you look. Um, yeah, those definitely. I, and I, I, but I also think somebody like a TJ Hawkins, and if he stays healthy, should be up higher. I think he should be top five. Um, Dawson Knox had a hell of a season last year, um, especially down the stretch. I, I can make, I can see where he could move up, but I, I like, like we've talked about before. I like where Zach Ertz, the, I like the situation he's in now, especially yes. with no D Hop. Yep. So he's an interesting target for fantasy, along yeah. with Dallas Goddard, because of now with the addition of AJ Brown and you already have Devontae Smith. So I'm curious to see how that plays into the factors with with Dallas Goddard touches now. TJ Hawkinson, you know there's only him and, let's see, the other St. Brown. And I'm missing one other receiver they have. I can't remember off the top of my head right now for the for the Detroit Lions. And then Darren Lions. Waller, he's Darren Waller is somebody whose targets may or may not drop because of Devontae Adams. Yeah. They, that's that's kind of hard to so call. So the argument can be they could go up. But, yeah. I mean, only time will tell. So what you got? All right. So, you know, uh, I've been sticking with the Yahoo rankings. Uh, so Yahoo has... Number 10. Well, first, let me start with 11, because 11, 11, they have Zach Ertz, which I think is highly underrated. Uh, I don't know why Zach Ertz would be 11, but okay. Uh, 11 for me would have been, um, uh, shit, I just had his name. I, I, it, my, my, fucking, my tight end from last year, um, Fryermuth from the Steelers. Right, so he's number 10. Okay. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, I was going to butcher that name. I'm happy you said it because I damn sure was going to butcher that. I got you. That's homie. that's number 10. Good old Pat. <laughs> that's what Mooth. I was going to say. They, just call uh, him, they call him Mooth up there. In there you go. Uh, number nine, Dawson Knox. Okay. Number eight, Dallas Goddard. Uh, number seven, TJ Hawkinson. Number six, Dalton Schultz. Number five, Darren Waller. Number four, George Kittle. Okay. Number three, Kyle Pitts. Two, Mark Andrews. One, Travis Kelsey. Okay. So um, our top three sounds like it was the same. Basically. Yeah, uh, from all these experts on Yahoo, uh, it was a unanimous number one vote for Travis Kelsey. It was a unanimous number two vote for Mark Andrews, and only one person uh, ranked uh, Kyle Pitts four. And the person that ranked Kyle Pitts four actually had George Kittle third. So interesting. Okay. Yeah, like in my in the way I feel when it comes to fantasy is right now. I think I feel like I feel like Kelsey and Andrews are interchangeable because especially now because yeah. Andrews is that much more valuable now because there's no Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. There's really who is the notable receiver in Baltimore now? Is Mark Andrews? Yes, he's the tight end and the receiver. He's all of the above because who else is Lamar going to trust in the red zone, inside the twenty, Thanks. inside the forty? It's Mark Andrews. So you, I I I I know this is off script, but I want to bring something to your attention. What you got? And I just want to, this is. You say a GQ bomb. This is a Micah stop stop the press or something because right. uh. Okay, so I watched First Things First this morning. I don't know if you got a chance to watch First Things First. I I watched 
bits and pieces. I was watching Good Morning Football this morning, but okay. So the executives, coaches, scouts, and players rank their top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. This is the list that they came out with. Oh. And I, I need you. I just I just want to hear what you got to say on I this because we have the same list. Go ahead. I'm, All I'm, right. I'm so follow your list. Th- th- this isn't fantasy football. This is just top oh, ten. No, period. No, no, no. I got. Okay. You. So. Uh, let's start at, you want to start at 10? Does it start with Dak Prescott? It does start with so Dak we Prescott. we have the same list then. Okay. Number nine? Deshaun Watson. Yep. Eight? Russell Wilson. Uh, yep. Seven? Justin Herbert. Stafford? Six. Burrow? Five. Brady? Four. Allen? Three. Mahomes? Two. Rogers? One. So we had the same, we had the same thought process. You brought it up before I did because I, okay. I had it. Okay. 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 So, okay. so let's, let's. Let's think about this real quick. Let's start with the obvious. The one Lamar Jackson ain't on that list. How the hell is Lamar Jackson not a top ten quarterback? And how do you, how is Lamar Jackson not better than Dak Prescott? And he has an MVP. He's an MVP. Not to mention, and now this is ironic. So on first things first, that is the part that I caught when when Chris Broussard was talking about Lamar being like literally the only quarterback with that threw at a four hundred yard passing game. Rushed for over 50 yards and threw like four touchdowns in one game. Like, unanimous MVP. Like, led the league and he had 2,000 yard rushing seasons as a quarterback. Like, like he's. When is Dak Prescott crossed over the 1,000 yard mark? When has Dak Prescott uh, done anything Lamar has? Dak Pre- I think the only thing he's done closest, he's had a couple, I think, made less than five 300 yard games. Let me let but me ask as far you this. Four hundred yard games, nah, fam. Let me, let me ask you this. Go ahead. All right. So, of course, you got these. You you, you got you got the quarterbacks here, right? Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Herbert, Russ, and Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is ten. Would you take Dak Prescott over Lamar Jackson? Oh, first and foremost, I apologize. Dak Prescott had one game where he threw for over five hundred yards. He threw five. Hundred and two, that's cool or whatever. But w- did they win that game? Uh, that was against the Browns, October fourth, two thousand and twenty. I don't remember if they won that game or not. Hmm. It was against the Browns. Uh, he threw for four touchdowns in that game too. Very nice. Looked like it was a hell of a, whatever it was, a hell of a game. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah here yeah. we go. Forty nine. Nope, they lost forty nine thirty eight. You see. So, so let me let, let me ask you this real quick with Dak Prescott. Go ahead. You see all those people. Would you take him over Lamar Jackson? No. Would you take him over Kyler Murray? Debatable. Debatable. Just because Kyler's injury history still bugs me a little bit. Okay. I got. I I, I would take Kyler Murray over him yeah. if Kyler Murray could stay healthy. Yeah, I would still take Kyler. I would just be concerned with the. Would you stuff. would you would you take him over Derek Carr? No, I take Derek Carr still. I don't understand why this man is in the top ten. Then I it, it it baffles me that I can still name Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Derek Carr. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell y'all what it is, and people are gonna hate me for this take, and I don't care. Cowboys fans, I don't like y'all. I don't care for y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm still on the fence whether I take Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. I've been on the fence about this for a while. I don't know which on any given day, one is better than the other. I tell you what though, Kirk Cousins got probably about the same amount of playoff wins. I'll tell you what. I'll take it a step further. Currently, now, 
I feel I feel I'm almost 100 percent certain I would take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott. Yeah, I didn't want to get to that. I oh no, I I am. I'm yeah, I, I know you it. will. I will take Jalen Hurts too. But because I'm just like Dak Prescott was in a position to where if you take him out and you insert Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Ooh. Lamar Jackson, um, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. When with that offensive line and Tom those Brady. weapons, I already <laughs> named him. Okay. With that exact that rookie year team or that sophomore year team that Dak Prescott had, Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Well, and probably well, winning. Hell, Drew Brees. Let me talk. Well, Drew Brees. well, well on the backside of that, you're going to have people say, "Well, he was only a rookie." Okay. You know what I'm saying? He was only a rookie or sophomore. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And but you know what? Peyton Manning broke the rookie passing record as a rookie. So try again. Yeah, but, but the Colts sucked. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, when you look at what look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had his first year, eh? But look at his second and third year, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to hear the art. Well, what was it? Was the second round in the Super Bowl? Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't want to hear the. Oh, he was a rookie. You have that as a quarterback. You have essentially what when we see the film, we watch these quarterbacks in college, and they are lighting it up. If you give a quarterback. A great O line, great weapons, a solid running back, and a above average defense, they're going to be successful. Oh, here you go. I got one for you. Would you take Trevor Lawrence over Dak Prescott? Hmm, that one is debatable. Mm-hmm. I, I, let, look, talk to me after this season when I watch <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's second season because there, there might go. be a discussion there. There you go. Because that's a, that's a, it's that. That is an interesting one. I'll give you that. That one's interesting. We're going to table that one because that's interesting for after the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there is a discussion there. All right, so that was uh, that was some good football talk. Absolutely. Um, You want to hit this what if? Yeah, let's hit the what if. All right, let's hit the what if. So we yeah. came up with the what if. Um, Like I said, we're going to add this as a staple of the show. Um, We both came up with three. Yeah, three. So I guess I will... Um. There you go. You can start this one off. So my first one, you may or may not love this one, but what if Santonio Holmes does not make the catch in the Super Bowl? I would have freaking loved it because I was rooting for the Cardinals in that damn Super You know I love me some Kurt Warner. Listen, Larry Fitzgerald would have been the Super Bowl MVP. History would have changed. And then some. And then some. Like, God, that was... That was a really good freaking. That's a good what if because could, you and I were at BCW watching this Super Bowl, uh, and when he made we we thought that was Larry's first ring. I thought it was over when we Larry did. Fitzgerald broke that plane and got a touchdown. I must have lost my damn mind. Yes. Now, mind you, that was also one of the most entertaining Super Bowls. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, a Super Bowl record interception return by James Harrison. Yeah, rumbled. All the way a uh, hundred yards down the field. Still don't, I still don't think he scored it, but whatever. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That's a large human being running a hundred. Yeah, damn that yards, is. Yeah, and that man almost had a damn heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> in the end zone. But so on to my next one. Oh man, that one hurt so bad. That brought yeah. up some old memories. I, I know, and I apologize. I love Kurt fans, Warner but... and Fitz, man. And and that Anquan Bolden was a, that team. That Cardinals team was stacked. Matter of fact, if you, I wish Josh was here because Josh would tell you at the beginning of the season after I make my Super Bowl predictions at week yeah, yeah. five. After week five, I said the Cardinals were going to win the Super Bowl that year. And everybody was like, I was yeah. in college and people were like, 
you don't know what you're talking about. And the Cardinals end up going like nine and seven and yeah. still getting to the Super Bowl. Didn't Anquan Bolden end up winning a Super Bowl with the with the Ravens? Ravens, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cause, yeah. Because he was also on that 49ers team that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, was that the Super Bowl? Was that was that was he on that Niners team with Kaepernick or was he before before Kaepernick? Like was he still with Alex Smith? I think the year they they got to no because they played the Ravens. I think yeah. Bolden was on the Ravens. I think he was too. I think yeah, yeah and Jacoby Jones. Yeah, yeah, they were both on the Ravens yeah. then. They were on the opposite. They were on the winning side. You're right. Yeah, You're sure right. All right. So, you got another what if for you? Okay. Not using the NFL this time. Okay. Going WWE now. Ooh. So, what if the first undisputed championship had gone to Kurt Angle instead of Chris Jericho? I- I don't think this one makes much of a difference. And the reason why I don't think this one I don't think this one makes much of a difference. I know Chris Jericho always says the first, you know, I beat The Rock and Stone Cold and I say I don't think this one makes much of a difference because you don't think it changes the trajectory of either one of their careers. No, 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 because I think at the time those four that that fought for the they were all so over at the time. It really didn't matter who won. Um, I think Kurt Angle would have just people would have still hated Kurt Angle regardless if had he won or not, and oh, that, that's that's suck. that's why I don't think yeah that's what I, the, the you suck chance has already started. I don't think it it would have made that much of a difference. It would have just been that's uh an accolade to add to Kurt Angle. I don't think if the Rock or Stone Cold won, it would have made that big of a difference because they were so far over at the time. The, the Rock and Stone Cold didn't even have to have a championship to main event. WrestleMania and everybody would have tuned in. Absolutely. So, um, Chris Jericho, not taking that note because that was a huge accomplishment for Chris because I damn sure didn't pick Chris. I didn't think Chris, I thought Kurt Angle was going to win. So maybe that's why it just, it it, do, it doesn't make that much of a difference to me. But I think at the time they were just so far over. Those four were like in uh in the Undertaker even with the face of wrestling, the faces of wrestling. I don't yeah. think, I don't think it would have made a difference. Fair enough. I did, it was just something I thought about when we had talked about the story before. Yeah. Um. So my third what if I'm going into the NBA now. Okay. This one will be interesting. This one. This one. Will, I'm sorry. I'm gonna bring up another memory, but uh. So what if Robert Ory with the Lakers never hits that three against the Kings? The Lakers go down three one. Is it three one or 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 no? They go down. No, no that's. I'll, yeah, they go down three because they. I think they tied it two two with Robert Ory mm-hmm. making that shot. So they would go down three. I think Sacramento is going to go on and, and win that series. Um, Do they win the finals, though? The Lakers played, is it Indiana that year? That's two, is that 2002 or 2001? We were in middle school at the time when this went on. I was. We were in seventh grade. I think that's 2002. So, so yeah, that had to be 2002. The last, the last championship, because they played Portland, they played Indiana, and they played... New Jersey, because New Jersey, New Jersey went back to back years. Lakers, Nets, uh, and Nets got swept. Yeah, I, I, I still, I still, believe, I think Sacramento would have won a championship. I think any team coming out of the West that year would have beat the Nets. Not taking nothing away from Jason Kidd, and but that Nets team was not stacked. Like it, it was no. Like uh, it, despite them being swept, game one was close, ninety four, ninety nine. I don't think Richard Jefferson um, was even on the Nets team yet. It was Kittles, Kidd. Kenyon Martin. Actually, I can tell you right now. So the um, Nets roster at this time, Keith Van Horn, Kerry Kittles, Kenyon Martin, Todd McCullough, Jason Kidd, Anthony Johnson, John Jason Collins, excuse me, 
Lucius Harris, Richard Jefferson, Aaron Williams. Oh, Richard Jefferson was there. Wow. I didn't think Richard Jefferson was there. Man. Okay. Yeah, so. That team won the East? That's crazy. That's how bad the East was. My God. Because they probably beat, uh, did they beat Detroit to go to the finals? I think that I think that started off Detroit's run of like seven straight, or it could have been the year after they beat Detroit, because it was right the one year they they traded for uh, Rashid, and they got Rashid in Detroit, and that was the the missing piece. And they won. They beat the Lakers in 04. I don't remember whenever uh, they started their run of seven straight to conference finals. And Detroit was a really really good team, highly underrated. Um. That's a good one though. Yeah, they did. They lost to yeah. They lost to the, they lost. They beat the Pistons. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a that's a oh because this is also the last playoff appearance by the Charlotte Hornets until 2010. The Hornets the following season moved to New Orleans. Yeah, which, which is which the whole Chris Paul With Chris Paul thing. Yeah, and then yeah because they went from yeah they went from being the Bobcats to yeah yeah. yeah all, Speaking. All, of Chris Paul, that is on one of my what ifs. So, hey, it's on you. I, my three. I know. On you. Speaking of Chris Paul, what if Milwaukee or Atlanta drafts CP3 instead of Andrew Bogut or Marvin Williams, respectively, of course? Because if CP3 goes to Atlanta, man. And then Joe Johnson signs. Yes. Oh and, my God. Oh, and Josh, Josh Smith still there. Oh, good. Al Horford was there. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. That that's a that's an Eastern Conference Finals team. Oh, Maybe man. even a fi- NBA Finals team. That actually, you know what? That's a Finals team. You know who? You know Andrew Bogut and Marvin Williams were both drafted over Chris Paul and Darren Williams. That's that's freaking insane to think about. Obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, that's dumb as fuck but Marvin Williams is actually a very good college player though because yeah. I think he came off the championship with UNC and he was a uh, college player of the year but Chris Paul and Darren Williams but what well, of course now but yeah I'm just saying hindsight being 2020 yeah but we're not in the hindsight business I got one for you right here all right so NFL draft what if this is gonna be a good one I think you're gonna like this one what if the New York Jets select Lamar Jackson instead of Sam Darnold? I think history as we know it. Look, mind you, changes. Lamar fell all the way to 32 in that draft. I think that's I think that's a set. Is that the same year Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. went in the second round to the Texas? That is insane. Deshaun, I could have I thought Deshaun was a first round pick. No. Deshaun was the second, the, the first pick he was of the second, second quarterback. Yeah, I, I think he was like the the. I think he was thirty two or something like that. He was the second second pick of the first of the second round or something like that. I know the Texans didn't draft him uh, in the first round. That is insane to think. Thirty one teams passed on Lamar Jackson, bro. Just because his senior year at Louisville, he didn't yeah, have that. Okay, gra- I thought I was losing my mind. No. He was a first round pick. He was pick number twelve. Who's that? Deshaun Watson. Was he pick number twelve? Yes. I was like, I know I'm not tripping. I yes. thought he was in the second round. No, okay. he was the twelfth overall pick. I was like, I knew. I was like, no, he was the second quarterback taken. Which yeah, I knew, okay. Because he got passed over for Mitch Trubisky huh, by trash. the Bears. Huh. Dumbasses. Trash. He was. Um, dra- oh yeah. No, he was. Yeah, because Mahomes went three picks after him at fifteen, I believe. That's yeah, insane. because the Chiefs had moved up. Mitch Trubisky. 
Oh. Yes, Mitch Trubisky. Oh my God! Everybody because in the world in that draft, Miles Garrett was the number one pick. Oh yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett Mitch was Trubisky, a good pick. and then number three was um, Solomon Thomas. Right. Then went to the Niners. Right, 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 right. Which was a pick from the Bears. So ironically, like the Bears, yeah, they it was like a pick swap. The basically. fact, the fact that Lamar Jackson fell to the Ravens, and the so, Jets had their chance. Hold on, I gotta. I want to look at this now. You want, you, want, about so, you want to see who was all drafted in front of so Lamar, Leonard, huh? Leonard Fournette was at four. Uh, Corey Davis was at five. Ah, Jamal Davis Adams went to the Jets at six. Not bad. So that's interesting now because you talk about what if the Jets selected him over over Jamal Adams, the safety for, out of LSU. Mike Williams was drafted seven. Number eight was Christian McCaffrey. John Ross at nine. Mahomes was actually at ten, so I apologize for being wrong there. Wait, wait, is is Lamar Jackson in the same draft class with Patrick Mahomes, or is it the year before? I'm about to go. I'll go down and look. But uh, now nah, I think about it, the number thirty-two pick was Ryan Ramchick. Ram Ramchick, excuse me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe did Lamar go after? Because, yeah, going, this is just the first 32 picks, but, yeah, so Lamar was not there. Uh, day two results, just to see. Let me see. I can't remember. I think, okay, Lamar got drafted in 2018. So the year after. I think Josh Rosen is in this year. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> 2017, like this draft class, Buda Baker, Dalvin Cook went in the second round. It's not bad. Joe Mixon, second round. Deshaun Kaiser. I remember okay, okay. So Kaiser got drafted. That was funny. Here we go right here. All the quarterbacks that were taken before Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield. Trash. Sam Darnold. Trash. Josh Allen. D- okay. Josh Rosen. Trash. And then we keep going and keep going. and keep- Ooh, DJ Moore was in this draft class. Okay. Calvin Ridley was in his draft class too. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you got Lamar Jackson all the way down to 32 to the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Now you redo the draft. I think the only person that you could debate is Josh Allen. Yeah. But who went, who went number one overall in that draft class? Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah, duh. Trash. Um I almost forgot. He was And Sam guy. Darnold went third. I forget so, he was a so how, how about and this? Now and now they're teammates. And, 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 so, so how about this? What if Lamar Jackson went number one to Cleveland? Damn the damn the Jets. Mm. I mean Saquon went number two. Understandable. Saquon was a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not debating Saquon, but man, Lamar, if Lamar goes to Cleveland, that's interesting. All right, and my last what if. Here's a good one, because this might change a Super Bowl outcome. Mm. And I have nothing against the receiver that they drafted. I'm just saying. But what if the Tennessee Titans had drafted Randy Moss instead of Kevin Dyson? You guessed it. <laughs> Steve McNair or Randy Moss, bro. Oh, my God. What was that? Was that 2000 when the Titans, the Titans lost in the Super Bowl? Was that the one they lost to the Ravens? No, they lost to they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Rams. That so was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. The Ravens won two thousand. That's uh. insane. I didn't even so like I just I just started looking up draft classes and I didn't even realize that Kevin Dyson and Randy Moss was in the same draft class. I didn't either. 
That didn't even so, register in my in, in my head. Yeah, so because the Vikings were already really freaking good. So if the Vikings yeah. were already that good and drafted Randy Moss, that's insane to think about. Yeah, because Chris Carter was already that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, there's your what if. I like it. Super Bowl changer, uh, two franchise changes for sure. I definitely think it's a Super Bowl changer to a point where Rams may or may not have won that Super Bowl. I mean, it was it was still a close a close game, and that was one of the better Super Bowls as well, because that oh, one came yeah, down to sure. the last play. That was a very good Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Uh, so before we make another transition, mm-hmm. uh, let me go into uh Mr. Noble's words real quick. There you go. All right. So, if a person is lost, are they completely stuck? Imagine a person standing in the middle of the woods with no compass, no map or sense of how to navigate using landmarks. Are they completely stuck? The answer is no. They have the ability to pick a direction and walk the designated way. Will that get them to where they intended to go? Maybe. However, it definitely moves them from the spot they were once in. The same type of problem plays out in our daily lives. We sometimes will let ourselves be frozen in place by the fact that we have no guidance on where to walk. Completely neglecting the fact that we don't need to step by step on how to walk. If we just start walking, we may not end up where we first intended. We may discover where we ended up is where we wanted to be all along. Or we may pick up knowledge and insight along the way. But the only thing that's certain is that we will no longer stay rooted to that spot we know we didn't want to be. So this week, I challenge us to keep walking even if we think we're stuck. I actually think that ties into our interview with London very well. Yeah. And it ties into life in general. It ties into lots of gentlemen talk, too. When you're, hey, like, if you're stuck, just walk. Like, yeah. don't be set in your ways. Don't be afraid of change, which is funny because I'm actually going through change. So the team I'm a part of for the recruiting team, we're, we're up, we have a new boss starting right. up. To, you know, we have a new boss. And he's got a reputation of being very, very tough. But he's coming to a team that needs the extra work, needs the extra help. So you bring in change, and it for some it may be uncomfortable, some it may not be. But I'm like, there's nothing wrong with, with change. If something is not working properly, you need that kind of uncomfortable change. Yeah. One, to get everybody out of whatever bad habits they may have. And get them into better habits so that moving forward, they can be that much more successful and better than when they originally started. Right. Same with coaching. If you were set in your ways as a coach from the 80s and all of a sudden it's 2010, the 1980s ways of coaching is not going to work in 2010 because how much faster the game is. I wish somebody would have... What's the the Titans coach from the Super Bowl? Jeff Fisher. (laughs) That old bastard bitch. Oh man! Yeah, 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 yeah. But we ain't gonna get into perfect that. example, right? So that was good. That um, that's that, that's good though. I mean, that's pretty much what we did here. Like, we just, hey, we don't know about podcasting a lot. We just we just started. Like, hey, let's look at what we got to get. Boom! All right, let's see what to use. Boom! All right, let's try this, and here we are. Season two. Look where we at. Yeah. Now. So let's get these shout outs. Okay. And while you get your shout out going, you know, I'm gonna get these get these locales. Okay. Ready to rock and roll. That's how we say not locales. Hey, locales. Not locals, locales. Locals, locales. <laughs> Same drink, 
different week. I got it. Okay, so uh, well, first of all, of course, my shout out has to go to uh, London. Great interview we had today. Uh, wonderful insight. Positive, positive vibes that my that my friend has. A very good friend of mine now, going on seven strong years. Um, and on the flip side of that, uh, it's gonna be random. Shout out to 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 me. I mean, I've been recently promoted. For those of you that don't know, so uh, I've been recently promoted. I'm about to. Sign on as supervisor here in the next two months. That's what was uh, brought to my attention today. They still have to, we still have to negotiate contracts and stuff, but I will be signing uh, within two months. Um, I'm very excited. I haven't been a supervisor or manager since 2014. Uh, I think I just finally found a job that suits me and a team that suits my personality as well. So, Hell yeah. Uh, it's time to go ahead and uh, change the culture around this place. The same way you say, "Hey, certain things gotta be gotta be moved, and certain things gotta be changed." I got put at this place for a reason. It was one of the most dangerous warehouses. It still is one of the most dangerous warehouses, but the reputation on safety is very bad. And I am a culture changer, according to my vice president. So, hey, nothing wrong with change. Nothing. All right, I'm gonna slide this down to you. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not entirely local. I had it's to look Texas. At, I had to look at, huh? It's Texas, isn't it? No. I don't think so. Why not? Isn't Crown made in Texas? Hell, it might be. I don't know. Yeah. Texas whiskey. Oh, well. Go ahead with your shout out. Yeah. Well, it's Canadian whiskey, actually. But Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to follow you. Follow your pseudo now. And yeah, my shout out absolutely will go to London. Phenomenal interview. Phenomenal person. Um. I love the direction of what he's got going on, what he's doing. I think it's great. And I hope he continues what he's going on. Hey, man, that ascension sounds phenomenal. It is. So keep growing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep. You 100% have the support of Gentleman's Talk mm-hmm. in whatever future endeavors you have going on. Even if you set up an event and you want myself and DJ Michael Bargas to do a live stream, we will... As as gentlemen's talk, we will do a live stream of whatever event you're at. While, while you're bartending while you're and while doing, I'm DJing. While you're doing whatever it is you're doing, we will we will do what we gotta do to continue helping yeah, little man. guys survive. Yeah. Um my other shout out, of course, now um is going to go out to my flag football team, HTX Fear. We just hey. uh, we um we have branched out once again. We have now entered the co ed spectrum now. So we Very now nice. officially have our co ed team. We just played last night, so we are now we have now expanded to playing on Sunday nights, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Goodness! So playing quite a few, a lot, lot of flag football. I am not playing all those days. Just mind, I play Sundays and Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> you I, definitely can't play Wednesdays. Hell, hell no! I, yeah, <laughs> no I, nothing happens on Wednesday but this podcast. Um, so let's get into these brews. Um, we I forgot that we had my my daughter's first birthday party and we drank a lot, so I didn't get a chance to uh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to replenish the the locals like I wanted to, but I did buy some other things when I went to Specs. So um, we are going to be drinking out of the cans, by the way, the Crown Royal Washington Apple drink, which basically as you can 
Canadian whiskey, of course. Um, it's got some apple, got some cranberry. That cran apple is killer, boy. So that is what we will be drinking. 7% alcohol by volume for those who've never had these. That's a lot of alcohol for if a beer. If you've never had these before, hey, man, you need to get in where you fit in because these ain't be hidden. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers. That's smooth. Absolutely. Too smooth at that. That's, oh, yeah. that's one of those where you drink too much. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking. I've, I've been drinking. drinking. There we go. So we talked about this in our production meeting. We decided we was going to um, change the script just a little bit. So normally after this, we would go into the crossover and all that whatnot. But we are going to actually transition into the real talk. Yeah. Before I get into the real talk, I had a conversation. Now we talked. I talked to you about one of my teammates. Um, uh, DJ Hongo, when he said you may know DJ Primetime. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him about getting some drops done. Okay. Because he said he has a guy. I said give me, give me the information, give me the quotes, yes. and we will go from there. So we're gonna get these drops done, one fucking way or another. So, anywho, so today's real talk is simply it's funny because. Even even London had actually talked about it, and the conversation we had in our interview, it, it all tied into my real talk segment, which is very simple. We have got to stop competing against each other. Wow, that's exactly what we talked about in the interview, and that's that's what I had come. I, and so initially, it was you know men having to stop competing against each other, but it's like as a whole, mm-hmm. we. At whether you go down, break it down as a as a as a gender, as a as a racial group, as a social group, as a as a rich versus poor, whatever the case might be, it's not a competition. It never has been. It never should be. Now, if you're both in a if you're both in the same field, that's one thing, because you want to be the best. I got that. But, yeah. But if you're in, but that's that's healthy competition. Yeah. Though. But if you're in completely opposite fields of whether it's fields of study, fields of work, whatever it is, why are you trying to compete to a point where you're you're stepping on that person, you're bashing that person, you're bad mouthing that person because they may be making more money than you you and you want you know whatever it is they have and I'm like well if you want what they have then continue to put the work in because that's the same thing they did they put the work in that's how they got to where they are so stop looking for the overnight success as we've also talked about before. And keep grinding. Because those who have made it to the top got there from grinding. Most definitely. They didn't get there by waking the fuck up one day and be like, oh, hey, I'm I'm the richest man in the world. Like, no. There's a lot that goes on and went into, you know, however said individual got to that particular point in whatever it is they're doing. Somebody like, prime example, LeBron James did not wake up and become the best basketball player in the current era of basketball. That's a good example. He didn't wake up that way. Granted, a lot of pressure was put on him at a very young age. Being the chosen one, being on the cover of Slam and the ESPN magazine, yep. having at the time the highest paid contract Nike had ever given out to an athlete at $90 million contract that he had gotten, which now looks like chump change in 2022. <laughs> but I wonder what that would look like if we did the inflation. But he still had to go on the court and prove himself. And that is a very difficult task because if you look at the polar opposite another player who's trying to live up to some hype zion williamson has played 85 basketball games make it make sense you see where i'm going with that i see where you're going with it so 
Is it a comp? Yeah, and we've and since you and I have been basketball fans since man, for obviously we weren't born in the old old days, but we really go back to the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands. You know, we go through and we've seen. We got to see the essentially the midpoint and the tail end of Jordan. Yep. We got to see the emergence of Kobe, Shaq. Um, we got to see your your Kevin Garnett's. We got to see your Tim Duncan, Tim Paul Duncan, Pierce, Tracy Paul, McGrady, yeah, your, Ray Allen. We got to see LeBron, Bosch, Melo, D Wade. We got to see Iverson. All, we got, like, to, see we got to see all that. We got to see all that. And Kevin Durant, um, James Harden at the time, um, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Like, we we see we've seen three gen three or four generations yeah, of basketball. You know, Giannis. You know, yeah. the, the list goes on, but they're all competing, but they're all in the same profession. But they're not competing in a manner where they're like talking shit to each other in a negative light. Not now, it's competitive banter, and then there's you know just straight out bashing. Because at the end of the day, the numbers speak for themselves. I, you know what? I, I I think here's here's a better example um, of what you're trying to say. Me and Let's just say one of my coworkers. I got a coworker. Um, worked the same job, same title. He drives a BMW. I drive a Toyota Corolla. The kind of competing we're talking about is like, oh, so, okay, his BMW ain't this, his BMW ain't that. Watch, I'm going to go to the store and get a better one. That's not healthy. That's stupid. That it, it, it's, it's not, not saying that I probably couldn't afford it because I could probably afford it. But what is the point? A lot of the competing that a lot of people do now is based on materialistic things. And I get it. Society has you thinking what you have and what you own makes your value. And that can't be far from the truth. Y'all know Bob Marley. I don't want to gain the whole world, lose my soul. Uh, I'm just saying, like, it, it's a lot goes into what you're talking about uh, with the competing. I mean, we might be in the same field doing certain things, but that don't mean like, hey, I can't uplift you, you can't uplift me. But it gets to the point where people start, hey, don't go with him. He sucks. When in reality, he's probably better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I DJ. I'm in a, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a lane. I got friends that DJ. If I can't do it, I'm referring to my friends. If I know I personally, if you're like, hey, it's a rap party. I know I'm not good at it, but this person might be a better rap DJ than me. Hey, bro, look, I got a rap party. I want you to go ahead and do it for me if you're free that day, this and that. that there's other DJs that be like, nope, not going to do it. I'm going to just do it myself. Even though they know they can't live up to the hype. They want, they're selfish. You know what I'm saying? So um, we do got to stop competing against each other. I got a whole team of DJs, and these motherfuckers compete against each other all the time. I'm better than him. I'm better than him. I'm better than him. Like, that's cool and all, but... uh. If we're gonna be a group, I mean, damn. <laughs> well, and I look at it like this too: if if you're quote unquote better than this person, that person, this person, you don't have to brag about it. Those it's who true. have to truly brag about something are truly not better than everybody else because your work is gonna speak for itself. That's true. I mean, that's... I don't. I'm one of the. I've seen DJs out here; they brag about how good they are. I never brag about how good I am as a DJ ever. It's just like, hey, are you a good DJ? believe so <laughs> but I'll dabble, dabble a little bit I, I, I'll let you determine that because I might not be the right DJ for you you know what I'm saying so that's always one thing I was I might not be the right DJ for you can I DJ yes do I think I'm good yes am I the best no <laughs> not even close 
But no, and and it's, it's the same for me when it comes to like like coaching. I'm like, do I think I'm a good coach? Yeah, sure. Others will say like, oh, he no. They may say other, and I'm like, well, I'll let my teams yeah do the talking. Yeah. Like I'll let in this case, you know, I'll let the team my teams be the example of what type of coach I am. I may or may not be the coach for your athlete. You may not like how I get down. You may love the way I get down. Hey, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. As a bartender, I'm the same. I may not be your cup of tea. Shit, you my cup of tea as a bartender. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say. <laughs> hey, you always going to be my cup of tea as a DJ. That's just without question. And as as a tandem, I won't take nobody hey, else. As you see, London already said it. Hey, I've been working with London for years now, man. Yeah, most definitely. So that's 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 me. That's my real talk. That's how I'm. That's how I'm feeling when it comes to that Ooh. type of thing. We're going to end the show on a light note today. Yeah, we're going yeah. To, yeah, high energy, man. Hey, okay. This has been a good one too. I've, I've enjoyed this one. This has been a fun one. Um, can we get into it? You want to introduce hey. it? So let's get into the crossover. <laughs> cross it up. Cross it up. Hey. All right, y'all. So. Last week, yes, we actually had a production meeting, a little mini meeting. You know what I'm saying? We normally we don't really uh have production meetings like that, but last week we finished up early. We say, you know what? Let's plan a show out today. We're getting better at this. We are getting better at this, and we're not killing our spontaneousness either. Even though we're planning ahead of time, we just have a rubric that we try to go by. You know, like they taught us in in English class in high school. We're actually paying attention for once. Yeah, yeah. MLA format. Hello. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, and I'm, I'm going to give you my five, and I want you to give me your five. Absolutely. Um, Who are we starting with? So, top five villains in your eyes. Okay. I did say comics. Did you pick everybody in the comics, or did you just pick five villains? It doesn't matter. So, I actually did six Marvel, six DC. Okay, that'll work. That'll I, work. If I was like, mm, I'll just come up with. I picked five in total, so that yeah, that'll definitely work. Oh, five in total. No, I picked five in total. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, cause, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not deep diving into comics like you. So. Oh, I mean, I'm just you know. Go, 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 go ahead one time. Go right, ahead so, and lace them up with some so games. So let me let me start with um, let me start with Marvel. Marvel, we're going into Dormammu, Ooh. one of Doctor Strange's biggest. I watched Doctor Strange yeah. last, and I forgot how Man, good the first one was. I, but have you seen the new one? I did. I, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was I did. on yeah, and it's on it's on it's on streaming services now. Yeah. Next, I went with Apocalypse. Mm. My X Men fans are very familiar with mm. Apocalypse. I went with Red Skull. Nice. That's a very underrated villain. And by the way, for the people that have been heavy in the Marvel movies, because you know Red Skull is the keeper of the uh, what is it, the Soul Stone? Yes. Um, they, I won't say poorly portrayed Red Skull. No, they poorly portrayed. Red Skull. But they did Red Skull dirty because Red Skull is actually a monster. They also did Taskmaster wrong too oh, yeah. in uh, Black. But we ain't gonna talk yeah. about that. I went with Thanos, of course. Mm-hmm. Another one that I feel like needs to come back to the big screen because he didn't get a chance to truly show his true power off, and that's Doctor Doom. Ah, Doctor yeah. Doom is one of the most powerful villains in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, 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 for sure. And he did not get to show his full power, his, his really, really good full power in the Fantastic Four films. Yeah. And, of course, I went with another one that I think will go down as slightly underrated, and that's Magneto. Hey, Magneto Ma- is a Magneto is a dog. First, bro, Magneto is one of the most OP. And you know what? I, That's Ma- how I feel about Doctor Doom. Ma- Ma- Magneto to me, shit. Ma- Magneto to me is more. 
he's an anti-villain to me. He's like he he's not really he's not really a villain. He just doesn't like humanity. He's like because humanity humanity chastised him mm-hmm. as a mutant. That's why he 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 has every right to be mad he's at like humanity. The, he's the extreme version when you talk about like your how your people who believed in their mutants. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this. He's like the Malcolm X of mutants. Yes. Because he's the, on the extreme side. Hell of yeah. It, why, you know? why aren't you allowed to say that? That's exactly what it is. Because some people... Yeah, know, I get you it. You know yeah. why. They're the yeah. gatekeepers of yeah. the culture. No. But still, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good comparison. Yes. So, Magneto is so, like, yeah. they don't want to listen. We smack them down. Absolutely. <laughs> so those are Marvel. So let me uh, dive on in the DC real quick. So I went with Zod. Mm. Yeah. Man of Steel. You know? Uh, we were Brainiac, obviously. I don't even. Obviously, know why. yeah. Which we still haven't seen Brainiac in a fucking DC film. We're not going to see him. We need to see him. Yeah, we do, but I don't think we're going to see him. Um, Dark Side. Dark Side is a good one. I went with this one because this is an absolute fucking wild card, but it makes too much sense. The Joker. Yeah, <laughs> whichever Joker you're talking about, all of matter. them. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't even matter because the Joker played a role in Batman and the Justice League and just a lot of things. Lex Luthor. Of course. Legion of Doom. Need I say more? No. Another one. I didn't I didn't want to go with a bunch of overly powerful villain, but a just like annoying, extremely calculated villain. Yeah. So I went with Deadshot. Deadshot is a good one. I love Deadshot. Dead, Deadshot is a good one. Deadshot's one of my favorite villains. Okay. Okay. Like Deadshot and, and, and Deathstroke are just two of my like. I, I like I like that. Wait a minute. I like that list. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's hmm. I probably should have done at least four and four, but that's okay. All right, so I just picked five villains. Go ahead, yeah. Right, so Magneto's on my list too. So I got Magneto, and I pick I picked probably villains that a lot of people, or probably outside of Magneto, they know, but they don't get their due credit. Magneto, I have my favorite Batman villain, which is not the Joker; it is Bane. Okay, I can understand the choice. You went with Apocalypse. Yes. I went with Galactus. <laughs> I wanted to go with Galactus, but I was like, ah, let me. I, 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 went, I went with Galactus. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Silver Surface is right-hand man, basically. Um, Silver Surface is another good villain. Uh, he's more of an anti-hero, but whatever. S- Silver Surface, Galactus is right-hand man. Yeah. Very so, powerful. Very. Very powerful. He was not portrayed right in Fantastic, but he would mark the Fantastic like, Four. Like, God, not even close. Um, so I got Bane, Magneto, Galactus, Godspeed. I like that. I almost put God Godspeed on my list. And here's one that a lot of people this dude does not get his credit because of Rhino, Lizard Man, Sandman, Goblin, and Electrode. I went with one of my favorite all-time Spider-Man villains, the Kingpin. Because the Kingpin gave Spider-Man the business in the comics, in the show. He killed one of the Spider-Man in the uh into the Spider-Verse. And he gave Daredevil fits. And facts. The Kingpin is highly underrated like as a that. villain, bro. I like that a lot. Oh man. That's a really that's solid. My honorable mention, I will go with the Green Goblin. And I gotta throw one more because I just think as a villain, he's one of my he was just 
I just love the character. All right, and I'm going with Carnage. Ooh, that's a good one. Carnage. Carnage gave them boys the fits. Carnage lived up to the, <laughs> literally lived up to the name Carnage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Carnage gave him the fits. Like not the movie Carnage, not not the movie. I'm talking about the act, the character from the comics and the shows. Like I didn't really care too much about Carnage in the Venom film. I feel like I won't get into that. So I do have honorable mention. What you got? My honorable mention is the Penguin, because not because of the comics, but because of Danny DeVito playing the Penguin. That that is one of my fa- that is a very very good Batman movie. I love Danny Danny DeVito as a as a villain. So that was just an homage to Danny DeVito. Okay, um, I can get down with that. Okay, so as you know, this is the crossover. So we talked about villains, evil people, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You remember back in the day they had I think it was uh man what was the name of that it was I can't think of it. it was like they had a whole theme song chilling with the villains chilling chilling with the villains. It, it they had a whole, I, I I can't yeah, remember what. I'm, I'm I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you when we're done with the show, gotcha. but so we're gonna cross over that into one of your favorite sports, one of Joseph and my favorite sports. We're gonna cross over that into WWE, and we're gonna talk about the top five heels mm. that you wanted to see lose. Oh man, you want me to get my list first, or you want to go first? Go ahead, I'm gonna follow suit. So. I'm going to start this thing off with a very known, very, very well-known now heel. Probably the best heel of this generation. It's not Roman Reigns, for those of you that think it's Roman Reigns. I'm starting off with The Miz. The Miz has to be the best heel of the past 10 years in WWE. I don't think anybody has made me hate them more than The Miz Especially yeah. the day when he when he rushed the ring with John Cena and Roman Reigns, and John Cena just walked out. Oh man! Yeah, for sure. Um, next up we got the game. I mean, everybody loved the Rock. Who didn't get mad when Triple H and DX used to beat the crap out of the Rock? I hated Triple H. I appreciate him now. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I, I did not hate Triple H, but I I, I, I freaking hated Triple H. I hated Triple H. I hate the only person in DX I like was Shawn Michaels. I hated I never, them all. I never hated DX Triple H. I hated. Oh no no, you're right. I hated the game. I hated personally um, the authorities Triple H. I hated Evolutions Triple H. I loved Evolutions because without Evolutions Triple H, we would not have heel Randy Orton. Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, but I hated. I mean, now I look back and I like. Evolution Triple H, Absolutely, but but yeah. but in the moment at the time, I freaking hated Triple H. Understandable. So now we're going on to the person I think is maybe the best heel all time, and it might surprise you where I'm going with this. Go ahead. But I think this person's the best heel of all time. The owner, Vince McMahon. Solid heel. Kiss my ass, club, bruh. I hated Vince. Hey, and I remember when he lost to the Rock and had to kiss Rikishi ass. Oh man. I remember when he when he tried to make Trish kick kiss his ass and The Rock came out and was like, uh-uh, nope. Nah, fam. Um, number four, I got, I get a chance in my head already. You suck. You suck. Kurt Angle, man. Kurt Angle was a very, very good heel. Um, Kurt Angle is one of those dudes that straddled the line. Either you loved him or you hated him. Yeah, it was either the, you loved the American hero or... You didn't. Yeah. So, or you hated the cockiness. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated Kurt Angle. I really did. 
I had Anne. Number five. And a lot of this era goes, the era of this guy I'm about to say goes underappreciated. And the reason why it goes underappreciated is because it's a SmackDown era. And it was pretty much right after The Rock was gone and Stone Cold was gone. But this dude, to this day, even if I hear him broadcasting every now and then, I hate him. And he's from Texas. I'm talking about John Bradshaw Layfield. Mm. I hated this dude. Yeah. I hated JBL with a passion. But without him, you would not have gotten a certain type of John Cena. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Rey Mysterio. Or Rey Mysterio. They, they, oh. had a, they had a massive feud. Yeah. That that JBL, J, never, JBL and, and John Cena carried SmackDown for a while. I will never forget one of, they had that leather strap match, one of the greatest matches you'll ever see. Yeah. Sorry, Texas leather strap match. That was fucking What about nuts. What about the I quit between John Cena and JBL? John, look, JBL has been between John Cena and Rey Mysterio, those feuds are all time great. My man came out in a limo with the fucking Longhorn horns on the front. Like, I mean, I mean, now I appreciate Texas you pride, wanted, bro. You wanted to hate JBL, and you and justifiably so. Yeah, he had this cheesy ass stock market ass fucking song. Sound yeah. like some shit you would see on MSNBC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was just fucking horrible. But J- JBL was the Republican. The the Republican face of WWE. God damn it! I hate it. You know what though? As I'm older now, though, I can appreciate JBL because he he defined a era of SmackDown with Rey Mysterio, Batista, John Cena, and Undertaker. He defined it. I'm with that. No, no, no. And I'm 100 with that. Of course, I wanted to put Eddie Guerrero there, but nobody rooted for Eddie Guerrero to lose. We loved Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, nobody rooted against Eddie Guerrero. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. So, we're going into our heels. We're talking about heels. So, I'm going to start with one that I'm surprised. I'm actually genuinely surprised you overlooked this particular one. Because he also had a big big play in the John, a feud with John Cena. Wade Barrett. Wow, yeah. The Nexus? You're talking about one of the greatest yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the greatest feuds of the modern era, yeah. which was Nexus versus the WWE. Yeah. This yeah. is before the Shield came into the fold. Yeah. Like, the Nexus was beating the shit out of everybody. That's, and that's, then yeah, yeah. John Cena systematically took like, him down. One by one and then finally got his fucking hands on Wade Barrett yeah. and broke him off. That's a good one. I forgot about yeah. I so about there's Wade that Barrett. one. Of course, yes, I had the Miz because fuck the Miz. Awesome. Yeah. I like the Miz though. So another one that depends on how you look at it, but for me he was absolutely a heel. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was a heel. Bray Wyatt was a great heel though. Yeah. Because even whether you joined, if you did not join him, him and his boys took you smooth out. And I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking about Wyatt family. Bray yeah, Wyatt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the, not the demon. Not the demon. Yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Demon. I mean, excuse me, the fiend. I apologize. Fiend, the demon yeah. is Finn Balor. The, the not the fiend. The original yeah. Wyatt family Bray Wyatt that pushed Randy Orton to a new fucking level. Yeah. That I mean, the Wyatt family was just a creepy ass fucking yeah, story still, all by itself. Still, I'm still creeped out by like, the Wyatt family. Hey, but but look at the crowd reaction. Everybody pulling out their cell phones and the fireflies. The fireflies. That's yeah, just fucking epic, yeah. you know? So another one that I'm again, like, I know we made these lists and I'm surprised you didn't bring, but Edge. Edge was a phenomenal heel. Ed, see, Edge, because because we limited it to five, 
Edge was actually number five, but for me, Edge will always. And I'm not saying Edge is not a great singles competitor, but for me, Edge will. Uh, Edge was a the, the team of Christian and Edge is what when I think of Edge, that's what I think I more what of. You're saying, so. But- Edge and John Cena again. Yeah, that was a good John feud. Put on a phenomenal feud. Yeah, but that wasn't but that, rated, that wasn't better than the Dudley Boys. The rated R superstar was a phenomenal heel. And I've got one more. This one, I think, I think this one goes under the radar as far as a heel because the character was pure evil, and his demon Kane. Oh hell yeah! The same one that set fucking Jim Ross on fire. Yeah. Kane as a heel, also just a fucking supernatural fuck everybody type of figure. He had a run. Demon Kane ran for like three years. This is prior to him taking the mask off. Like, Demon Kane yeah. was not like somebody you wanted to fuck with. Like, that's the that that's the Kane that came out on and choked Slam Undertaker through the ring. I remember yes. that Kane. That Kane was a That's why monster. I had to make sure I say Demon Kane, because there was a couple other Kane, but we're talking about Demon oh. Kane. Honorable mention for me, I put one name down and I just I just wanna I wanna give my honorable Go ahead. My honorable mention is Mark Henry when he went on his run as the strongest man alive. The Hall Bruh. of Pain. Mark Henry set WWE on for nobody could do anything. He wrecked yep. everybody in that two-year span. So my only and my other honorable mention because I wanted to put him, God, I wanted to put him in my top five so bad was Randy Orton. And I'm oh, talking well, about yeah. legend killer. Yeah, Randy yeah, Orton. Yeah, Randy, yeah. The punt kicks, because when he punt kicks Stephanie McMahon, yeah. oh my I, I lost him. my shit. I love Legend. You know what? Because he when he RKO'd um, Hulk Hogan on the trunk of that car. Only reason why Randy Orton didn't go in my five is because I never, I never wanted to see him lose except when he went against John Cena. I never like. I was a big fan of Randy Orton. I'm still a big Randy Orton fan. Yeah. But do you question? Do you have um? Do you have Peacock? Yeah. I need you to watch. The WWE special on heels because the Roman Reigns, the Randy Orton, the Sasha Banks, those are phenomenal episodes. Mm-hmm. Like when Randy Orton talks about how he gets into that character of the Viper. And first of all, like I said, and currently right now, Roman Reigns is by far the best heel on TV. Like it's not even. I'll, if you, you know, you know, I didn't even know Roman Reigns was a heel until it was brought to my attention. Bruh. I had no idea Bruh. because I, I started watching I and smashed I smashed him, I stacked him, and I pinned him. I, I, I had I had no idea Roman Reigns was a freaking heel. I was just like, "Yo, this dude is great right now." Roman as a heel is one of the greatest things <laughs> I, that's happened in WWE. I, I didn't know he was a heel. He gets cheered. I... <laughs> yes, but you have to, you know, if you watch it enough, yeah, you know. But between him and the Usos, I'm like, bro, like they got all the, they got, you know, the undisputed, they got. They have six fucking championships. You, you know, you know what Roman Reigns. You know who Roman Reigns remind me of right now, because I didn't know he was a heel. But I mean, Hollywood Rock was a heel. Yeah, he was. When when, when he feuded against the Hurricane, Hurricane was the oh. baby face. Oh, this is when he had his his theme song was a little bit more uh, sped up. Yeah. Oh you, my you, god. You remember the episode? Uh, he, he said something. And the crowd was booing him. He's like, "Oh, don't boo the Rock." I love yeah. Hollywood Rock. Hollywood Rock Hollywood was a heel. Rock was something else, man. <laughs> Fucking Hurricane Helms, bro. God, dog, man. I like Hurricane. Everybody in the business talks good about uh, Shane Helms. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember yeah. when he made a comeback and he showed up in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 
got his ass thrown out real quick. But it ain't. It's not the point of Prince, but it shit was still, you know. I know he, he wanted to get thrown. I'm pretty sure he wanted to get thrown out quick. He was a little bit older and it was just like, look, I'm gonna make this appearance. Just get me up out of here real quick. So. Nobody was as bad as Santino Marilla being the fastest elimination ever in the Royal Rumble. He wasn't ready. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> no, fam. No, remember when he put when he used to put the fucking sock on for the Cobra, Brody? Hey, he almost won the championship with that damn I mean, Cobra. You're right, but I'm like, bro. And then when he started dressing like a chick oh, and started man. fighting the female, bro, Santino was a great... I freaking love Santino. Santino was a great company man. I freaking love Santino, man. Santino was a great company man. Like, because you're like, you kind of forget guys. Like, like he's like another R Truth. Yeah, R-Truth yeah, is yeah. a great company man. Yeah, you know, like R Truth, funny as fuck. How many? How many times he won the twenty four seven championship? Fifty two <laughs> times. Fifty. He's he's surpassed motherfucking Maven, who had like 30, 38 fucking hardcore, hardcore times. <laughs> Hey, Listen, bro. R Truth. Pe- people forget because I forgot too. R Truth is K Quick. I really forgot R Truth was K Quick. He was in the whole ass attitude era, Man. the ruthless aggression era, and R- now. Like- R Truth has been through three decades of wrestling, and he's still going. Man, R Truth hey. is the truth. And he's a rapper, and he's good at rapping. Yeah, that. bro. He's, he's a very one good of rapper. The few wrestlers that has that raps his own fucking theme song. Yeah. And the fact, see, when you have the crowd involved like that. Like, I mean, what's up? Everybody's like in it, you know. But I mean, he was in the whole ass ring. This is back when he used to wear baseball jerseys. Yeah, in man. The Attitude era. Like our truth, our truth has just been. He's been a staple from the time I was young. Yes, he's been a staple. He's he's and he's always been an athletic ass. Wrestler. That's what I was about to say. He's highly underrated as an athlete. Yeah, the dude is stupidly he's, athletic. He's I dumb. really and truly hope before he retires, I really hope he gets some sort of a run. Yeah, I just hope it's like as a heel because I've never seen him as a heel, even in the Attitude Era. Like, he wasn't really a heel. I'd like. I think he in Attitude like, Era, he was just more of a jobber. Yeah, and I think he he was like Dolph Ziggler now. Yeah, like I think he'd be good as a heel for his fight because we've seen him as the happy guy, look, Mister Little Jimmy, all this shit. I think him as a heel for like his final run would be a be a nice way to if he, whenever he decides to end his career. I would love to see him. Uh, to win, to win at least one championship. He has. Uh, I like like. No, no, he, he has. He's been as a, a heel, as a heel. Because, oh, I'm yeah. because he's been a he's been a U.S. champion. He's been a, he's, he's got a pretty decent resume. As far I, as I, I, I would go. love to see him win. Uh, the WWE, which is I don't know if it's the heavyweight or you know whatever it is now because it, it it's it's unified. Whatever they want to call it now, it would be nice to see our truth just go out as a heel. He goes and he's like, look. Here we go. This is my last run. I want to be a heel. This and that. And he actually he actually pulls it off. It would be great. So our um, truth has won the hardcore championship. I know that one. The U.S. championship, which mm-hmm. I knew, and the tag team championships. He's also been the NWA heavyweight champion from TNA. He never won Intercontinental. I'm surprised nope. by that. Nope. He has never captured the world championship in WWE as the only title that really has eluded him per se. I would love to see him. But speaking of world champion news, um, the news came out today that, that Big E is going to make a full recovery. Oh, beautiful. And the rumors have been circulating that he's going to come back and make a heel turn. They've a been heel to, turn? They have been trying to find a way to break up New Day for like five years now. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, New Day. But here's the thing: I, I think ever, now would be the right time. I don't know. I think now would be the right time because you have, uh, oh my God, what's his, uh not Kofi Xavier Woods. Xavier Xavier Woods is kind of starting to pick up stock per se as a as more well, of a yeah, singles competitor. He, he did win King of the Ring. Yeah, I mean, but if you notice the King the King Woods story didn't last very long because he, now he's no. back to Xavier Woods again. They're back to the New Day again. That that would have been if Big E would have never got hurt. That would have been a nice way to turn Big E heel, or or turn Xavier Woods heel. Yeah, but I think if you're gonna do it with a group like that, you've got to turn the powerhouse into a heel. Yeah, because I think Kofi is great as a face. I think Xavier is good as a tweener, but I think Big E would be a great heel. Yeah, I think. But how would you spin that for Big E to come back as a? I don't. I just don't know how you would spin it for. I'm, now would be the perfect time. Do, but what you would do, I guess, if I'm, if I'm, if you're the writers, because you know you have to make up the story. Yeah. While I was injured, you know, my brothers barely checked on me. You know, shit like that. You would have because they're they're really really close outside of WWE. Yeah, they are. They have a podcast. They got a podcast. Yeah, it's fucking great. They do a lot together. So now it's like you have to find a family way, because. I'll put it to you like this. We had no idea how they were going to break the shield up. And they used Seth Rollins, of all people, with the architect. Right. Like, so, so think about it. Like, so what if they what if they flip the script on us and all of a sudden they, they decide to turn Kofi heel on us? See, that's what I was going to say because I, I was just about to say, after the shield breakup, it's kind of too predictable when Biggie comes back to make him the heel. They would literally have to... Kofi would actually Kofi would be the perfect candidate to turn heel, but I don't know, man. It's 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 a tough it's a tough way to call how you would turn. And I get how you could turn Kofi heel. If Big E was to return, I get your way of of be like, hey, they didn't check on me this and that. But would the fans actually buy into that? I don't think the fans would buy yeah. into that because they have a podcast and stuff outside of. WWE and they always giving updates on Big E and stuff like that. So that would be kind of just like random. I don't think the fans would buy in. But if they can if they can find a way to twist it as in Xavier Woods and Kofi takes down the Usos or whoever is tag champions at the time. Nah, right, right now, I'll tell you right now, if anybody takes the belts off of the Usos, it's going to be the Street Profits. Nah, I know it's going to be the Street Profits. But I'm just saying, who, who, whoever it is at the time, if they could find a way to flip it to where the New Day wins the tag championships and holds it for a while and then Big E returns and then they're more like a, we never needed you in the first place. It's not, I could see that happening. That would make more sense than just having Big E come back and just flip the script. But... I mean, it's all scripted anyway. So absolutely, whatever. I just, yeah. I just need a story to draw me in on absolutely. why the new day split up. And uh, coming here soon because uh, today is the thirteenth. I believe SummerSlam now is two weeks away. We'll yeah. go ahead and add that to our. Um, we'll add that to next week's show. We'll take a look at the card. We'll make a couple predictions. We'll kind of rock and roll from there because. This card is going to be interesting because you do have the main event being Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. again. But I am looking more forward to this Usos and Street Profits match because I think that shit right there is going to be fireworks, just like it was. Because there's controversy from Money in the Bank. 
because Montez was pinned, but his shoulder was up. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of controversy already surrounding it. Which, and then we've got, of course, Liv Morgan being a new champ, Ronda Rousey being what looks like injured, and it's I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna do because I don't I don't like how they look like they're gonna push Natalia and then she loses. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do with the women's championship now. I'm a big fan of what's going on with Bianca Belair. Currently. Here's the question: What the hell are they gonna do with Alexa Bliss? They That's had her. They had to come from the demon side or whatever, whatever they want yeah. to call it. What are they gonna do with Alexa Bliss? I have no idea. But they're also supposed to figure out what they're gonna do with the um, with the women's tag team title since Naomi and Bianca. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, Naomi and Sasha. Sasha are currently not with the company for whatever the whatever. Some so, behind the scenes stuff, apparently. But the fact that we've just not noticed that the women's tag team titles have not been vacated or anything of that nature just goes to show you how much they value that current championship. Well. But we talked about that before. So, great show today. Yeah, yeah. Um, The energy all around has been great. Uh, Of course, like I said, shout-outs to London once again. Yeah, man. Phenomenal interview. We've got got Itty Bitty and Yada on deck. Um, Looks like uh, if I have my car, I have a meeting with, I have a meeting with Itty Bitty tomorrow. So okay. we may be locking that interview in for next week. Um, by all means, like we've said, if you want to be a part of the show, you want to be interviewed, hey, the guest intake form is there. It's on the website, gentlemanstalk.com. By all means, fill it out. I'll see the email. It'll immediately pop up. From there, I will take it. I will talk with uh, DJ Michael B. We will schedule the Zoom call. That's what we and, do. Hey, and we'll get it going because we like to record the interview right before we record the episode. It just kind of ties yeah, in very yeah, yeah. well. By the so, way, um, don't forget... All of London's information uh, is all on the website. And it's going to be tied to the interview, which will be posted to YouTube here in the next 20 minutes along with this episode because I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, my edits are very minimal now, and I just be posting the episodes like they are, minus a few little tweaks after I get my my audio stuff sorted out. So we love y'all. We absolutely appreciate y'all for continuing to rock with us and ride with us. And be looking forward to another great episode next week. And we out. World to do what you can if you love it, then fuck it, get through it. Mumble mentality activated. I waited for so long. Get burdens out, I'll wait. When you see me in my zone, you can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up because of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in. I'm never boxed in. Song